This is Bobby Gray, and it's time to mount up because we're chasing strays. Hey, everybody. It's long time no see, I guess. Uh, I've been going back and forth to college and uh, putting on gas and cutting corn and moving cattle around and trying to bale hay and do all that at the same time. So these past couple of weeks, I've been pretty swamped and I I have to apologize because I haven't put anything out. Whether y'all wanted to hear it or not, I guess, but I figure I better apologize. So anyways, I've been working until about midnight every night and then getting up and doing it all over again every morning and it's just been a been a long couple of days here recently so uh, I hope y'all will forgive me and I've got a interview here with old Matt McKinley from Burning Daylight again we just got together and shot the ship for a little bit it was a good little conversation didn't talk about nothing real specific he kind of asked me about college and stuff like that but uh, nothing real nothing real specific just kind of shot the shit and had a good time with it so I hope all of you enjoy it and as much as uh, at least I know I had a good time shooting shit with Matt but I don't know if he did but uh, like I say I hope hope y'all enjoyed it as much as I did alright so we're here with old Matt McKinley uh, shit for a little while this evening and see if y'all enjoy it. So, Matt, how's everything in your part of the world? Not too bad, man. A little warm. You know, it's uh, that time of year when uh, your cattle start getting sick because uh, it gets up to about 100 degrees during the day and then down to the 50s at night. Yes, so, sir. Uh, yes, sir. Those, those big temperature swings, boy, they sure are tough on on cattle. Yeah, I'd rather either get down to 30 degrees and stay there or stay at 80 degrees. That's, that's hard. Yeah. Yeah. We had, uh, it was 103 yesterday and uh, I think it was 50, 56 or 58 this morning. Mm -hmm. you're, you're talking 45 degree temperature swing. It's gonna, hey, that's pretty tough. So, Oh, cattle looked a little tough today. I didn't, I think I pulled five, but they, uh, you know, they just looked tough. They, they didn't particularly look sick all that much. Just tough. Yeah. Got yeah. the, got the nose running, got a, you know, they, they just look, look tough. You know, they look like, uh, they look like a couple of college kids on Sunday morning. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. How's uh, how's everything in your part of the world? Good. Uh, got a inch and a half. I think is what our final total was last night and yesterday. And I'm driving around right now, actually looking at floodgates and creeks and making sure all the cattle are still where they're supposed to be, so that way I know where to start on Monday. Uh, just kind of taking inventory right now, so that's that's what it looks like around here, nice and green and wet, so we can't complain. Uh, kind of hard on the corn harvest, but uh, I'm not going to complain, like I say. 
Well, good. Good. Well, how's that? How's your corn looking? It's good. We cut. We've only gotten one quarter cut so far, and we've got another. Oh, uh, we've probably got another hundred seventy-five. No, probably about a hundred and seventy-five acres left. Okay. That's ready right now, and then we've got an irrigated quarter that'll probably be two weeks or maybe three weeks behind it. And then we've got another half section that we're going to cut some of it for silage. Okay. The rest, if we don't, if we fill up our pit before we get done, we'll end up taking the rest to drain. I don't know. We'll have to get a little bit more rain. Yeah. How much left out there for drain? Are you are you harvesting high moisture stuff right now? No, it's not high moisture. It's just uh. I hate the moisture on it's like 12. Oh, okay. Hey, it's just regular grain, grain corn. Yeah, it's just regular grain corn. It's, we just didn't get any rain there in July, so it, it went ahead and finished about a week and a half to two weeks early for around here. <coughs> oh, okay. So, that, that lack of rain there in July kind of hurt us, but it, I hate that first quarter, which it'll be the worst out of all of our dry land, I think it averaged 70, 70 pounds. No. Not bad. Well, that's for dry land, that ain't, that ain't terrible, at least, you know, in, in that part of the world. Of course, it's no, it's no Iowa or Indiana where... Yeah, you get Iowa or Indiana and they see a 70 bushel corn crop, <laughs> somebody was going to go out of business. Yeah, somebody's getting fired and somebody's going under. Yeah, yeah, but around here, that's that's not bad, especially for the summer we had. Yeah. Was it cooled down any of them over there? Yeah, actually, it's like 90 degrees right now. We had a cold front come through kind of yesterday, and yesterday wasn't too bad. It was more last night, but uh, it's just 90 degrees right now. We got a nice wind, or I guess more of a breeze. Yeah. But just, it's kind of a nice day. The sun's out, and it's wet. Well, good. Good deal. Yeah. So you uh, started school, I I hear. Yeah, I started on Monday. I did start on Monday. I've got three classes for this semester, and that's plant and soil. Aggie gone an intro to animal science. Okay. That, I'm just doing that Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And just getting some basics under my belt before I go. Next year. Okay. So you're, you're going to go to TCU in, in next fall? Yeah, yeah. And that'll, I'm just going to the ranch management. And that's just a nine month course down there. Okay. <clears throat> I've I've heard good things about that program. I've I've known a few people that have went went through it and I, I didn't know any of the details on it, but I've heard good things about it. Course. It's just like I say, a nine month course and I applied for it this year. 
because I was one that was really fighting my parents on going to college. Yeah. Pretty well, I didn't want to do it. And I just wanted to stay home and do my thing. But they told me, let's go. With um, your your spouse or something talking to you, just to kind of get a rounded view of the program, and just for multiple people to know what you're doing. I guess I'm not 100 percent on why they do that, but that's what they do. So me and my mom and dad went down there and did the interview, and we got to talk. Sat down. And they know, hey, this really doesn't necessarily work unless you're in a very uh, specific sector or a specific area or you're trying to do certain things with your cattle. Um, but it doesn't work on just a regular stalker operation or count count. Oh shit, there's a beer. <laughs> Sorry, I, I got my mind on beers. Yeah, when when season open for y'all? But uh, but I'm I'm like tuned into deer season right now more than I think I've ever. Been. So I'm like. If I even see a deer, it's like I lose my train of thought. But anyways, <laughs> no, uh, it's, no worries. It's going to be a pretty good program, and I'm really excited. Okay, now is it, is it uh, down in Fort Worth? I'm out of it with a. Yeah, it is there on the TCU campus. Okay. The cool thing about it is, uh, I get all the benefits of being a TCU student. But the ranch management deal has their own building, but I do have to find my own place to live. Okay. So I don't have to, like, so I don't really, I mean, I don't get to stay in a dorm, but they'll kind of connect with all of the students that are taking that class to where, like, say, me and two other guys want to go rent an apartment together, and they've got certain places that they recommend to all their students. So that is a nice deal. Heck yeah. I guess I won't ever get the quote unquote dorm room experience out of water college. Yeah. person that necessarily cares for that. I don't even want to do what I'm doing. I just want to get home and go to work. Yeah. I don't have much choice. Well, I, uh, you know, I, I know a lot of people that had did not have good experiences in the dorm. I got pretty lucky. I met some really, really good friends there, but I know some other people that really didn't, really didn't like the dorms, but it's, uh, one thing's for sure is you'll, you'll meet some interesting characters in the dorms, and you're probably gonna get sick, because you're, you're cooped up with so many different people in the, a tight space, and as soon as somebody gets sick, it just runs through the whole, the whole damn dorm like wildfire. It's like a damn PI cast in a pen. Pretty much, pretty much. I remember, uh, like my whole floor 
was, uh, I don't know if it was Ebola or the swine flu or what the fuck it was, but it was, it was some nasty shit that we, that we come down with. I thought I was going to die, but it was, uh, I think it was like, uh, late fall my freshman year and our, there was just like six rooms in a row and all, every one of us were just, we're just sicker than a dog. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah that's, I that's kind of the kind of the norm when you got that many people cooped up together. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that makes I me. Mean, it makes sense. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard to keep from cross contaminating. I guess. So well, yeah, that and everybody. Well, 98 out of 100 people are partying hard at least three days a week. So your immune oh, yeah. system's not, not very good either. And yeah, it's just... <coughs> yeah, it's just... Uh, it's a recipe for somebody to get sick. Oh, yeah. I, I can see that. <coughs> but, yeah, well, it was... In, though, right? Oh yeah, it was fun. I, like I said, I, I got pretty lucky with my my dorm experience. You know, I, I met some really good friends, and, and I'm still friends with them today. And uh, and they <coughs> only a couple of them were in the ag college. You know, most of them were were si- <coughs> city kids, but you know, you find good people just about anywhere. And uh, <coughs> see, and it, it teaches you to. It teaches you to, to learn how to talk to people, too, instead of just, uh, you know, you can always congregate in your own group, but the more you branch out, you can uh, you can really find some, uh, some interesting people that'll, uh, you know, you either make friends with or you make good connections for later on in life, and uh, you never know what it may be for, but, mm-hmm. but you know, they, there's a lot of, a lot of networking that can be done. Okay. Yeah, please. You all good over there? Yeah, we're, uh, we're, uh, got a stray out now, Em. How are not somebody to open a gate for me? Chasing strays on the Chasing Strays podcast. Well, yeah. <laughs> Around here. That's right. It's a real, real hooky looking Holstein heifer or something. <laughs> I didn't know that existed. I thought they was all just puppies. <laughs> Every now and then you get one that gets on the spot. This one don't. She's uh, she she uh slipped through the bunk somewhere and now she's just cruising down the feed alley. But I had one. One day that I could not get laid down, I roped the I roped the bitch to get her out of the pen, and I could not get her laid down. And every time I went up there just to mug her, she'd uh, she'd come back up and roll that. This is a little like four hundred pound Holstein heifer, mm-hmm. and uh, and I was like, huh. Same thing. I was like, well, you're you're not supposed to do this. But she uh, she'd always turn away from my that rope, you know, have it up over her hocks. 
and just about get her to turn into it where she'd step over it and I could I could catch the yeah, trip her with that back leg and but she'd all she'd always turn out turn over it and then I finally one time I just I just busted her because because I was tired of trying to to lay her down. <laughs> I busted her pretty hard, but it didn't phase her. She just popped right back up and yeah. But so I, I ended up just letting her uh, letting her choke herself out a little bit, and then she finally finally just kind of laid over. But yeah. it was a uh, she made it a lot more difficult than it needed to be. Yeah, I know how that. Uh, yeah, I I turned it on. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, uh, this heifer is nowhere near that much problem. She's just cruising out in the alley, so put her put her back on feed. Just doing her thing, right? Yeah, just uh, doing what whatever it is a Holstein does. Yeah. They're kind of like my my kids. I don't know what the fuck they're doing, but they're they're. They're doing it all the way. Hell yeah. <laughs> There's no other way. Yep. Yep. Uh, they go go big or go home. Hell yeah. That's like, uh, have you ever listened to uh, oh, the comedian Rodney Carrington? Oh, yeah. yeah. He's got that deal where he, him and Toby Keith made that movie, Beer for My Horses. Yeah. And he's like, I wrote this song, uh, Toby Keith wrote this song, and he said Toby Keith used to be really Jewish, and he saw, he said the song, I should have been a cowboy, was really, I should have been a Jew boy. <laughs> it, it's quite a funny little deal. That's funny. My dad actually met him when he was there at Stillwater in a bar one time, and, uh, they were him and his buddy were just sitting there shooting the shit at the bar, and all of a sudden he disappeared. And then he's up on stage telling jokes. And my dad and Rodney and my dad's buddy was all sitting there talking afterwards. And my dad got him to sign his cowboy hat. Nice. Yeah, so that was that's kind of a cool story my dad has. I've uh I've heard old Carrington was kind of a wild man uh, back in the day. Oh, I uh. Yeah, he's uh, some of those raunchy ass stories he tells. Oh yeah, he. uh, I watched his latest special, the one he did after he got divorced and he got all chubby and Mm -hmm. and shit, and it it was still pretty damn funny. He's uh, oh, I've always no, no, him and old uh, him and Ron White. Those are those are about the two. Two funniest uh, kind of the country boy comedians. You know, Ron White's not so much a country boy anymore, but he's no. he's goddamn it, he's funny. Yeah, but he he used to ride bulls. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, I'll give him fucking punchy. Yeah, he uh, he used to be. Of course, well, hell, he grew up in Fritch, Texas, which yeah. <laughs> There ain't much in Fritch, so he's uh no. no. And uh but he uh hell he made it big and now he just uh he goes around does comedy, smokes a bunch of dope and uh drinks his own tequila, so he's just living life. Well, I mean 
honestly, she could just go around and day help and do whatever the shit she wanted. That wouldn't be that bad of a deal. No, that's why I'm trying to make it rich on this podcast deal so I can I can just go fuck off for the rest of my life. Yeah. I don't know if I could ever do that. I enjoy this shit a little too much. Well, that's the thing is I, I was telling my wife, I said I'd still at least have to have my own cows or something. Cause then, uh, cause then I'd be, I, I wouldn't have any material cause I wouldn't be busy or I wouldn't be by myself thinking, so. Yeah. Yeah, still be, still be riding a few outside horses and. Oh yeah. Like 100 head of cows and just kind of do your thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, that's that's the, the the dream goal is just to to make enough money off of this deal where I can uh, where I can still work but not have to work all that hard if I don't if I don't want to. Yeah, yeah I'd like to be able to do that one of these days. I don't know. It's my thing, I guess, my new thing is go big or go broke. So. Yeah. Well, like I was playing. Like I was saying the other day with that, uh, the gal that I had on, uh, I always say if you want to be, become a millionaire running cows, you better start with a billion dollars. And, uh, so it may, it may be hard to, to run cows and, and be able to just fuck around for the rest of your life. I don't, I don't think those, those are compatible. No. No, it's really not. Like that core blunt soul have cows around cows around. That's that's yeah. Accurate. Well and uh the damn cows seem like water day for some reason. And uh and they don't they don't really care what day it is when they get sick, they get sick. And uh they're, they're kinda assholes like that, you know. They have no no regard for a snow day or a rain a rain day or a holiday. They don't give a shit that it's your birthday and uh it's, it's actually quite a few of them. Yeah. 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 They they tend to screw stuff up. That's like this morning. We had our little uh little deal there at oh at church, like our call it our rally day. Mm. And uh I I was supposed to bring a horse, and we did a Western-themed deal, and got all dressed up and all of our cowboy stuff that everybody had, and uh, I was supposed to bring a horse and do horse rides and stuff, but it rained, and I didn't want to be walking a horse around with a bunch of kids around on concrete, we knew we'd make a mud hole in the grass, so we decided yeah. not to bring the horse, but we was pulling out of the driveway, and some guy pulled up to me and said, uh, there's a bull out here down the road. And I was like, what? <laughs> I forgot that the bulls there at the house off of our heifers because I figured it was a bull off of me and Brady's cows and I was like, there's no way that that bull's out. He's not going to leave his few cows that he's got and he's on good fence. I'm yeah. Down the road and I seen that bull there in the bar ditch. Well, he went through the hot wire there on the hay trap, so that made sense. Some bulls ain't good for nothing but fighting, fucking, and tearing shit up. Yeah. I only did it the first two. Yeah. Well, sometimes they, uh, yeah, they're, 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 they're good yeah, they're at. The first and the last thing, not the middle. Yeah. Yeah, the middle. 
They they either they either break their dick or they turn gay or something, and so they don't get the the fucking part accomplished like they should. But but they can dang, they can fight and they can uh, they can tear shit up. That's for sure. Yeah, that that's about the only thing they're good to, they're good for. It's one of those things. If it wasn't essential to your operation, you'd never have them around. But you gotta um, have them. You gotta have yeah. them. The only way you can get away without having them around is have a confined calf deal like you were on and be very meticulous with your AI program. Yeah. Yeah, you can... Yeah, you'd have to... You'd have to do heat checks. I mean, you'd you'd still want to time sync AI and then everything after that, you'd want to do heat check and and breed and... uh, Yeah, it's just... You gotta have them, and they're they're a pain in the ass, but you gotta you gotta have them. They're a necessary. Yep, yep. That's pretty much it. And that's all they're good for. But oh well, I guess it's what we get for doing this. Yeah. Well, did you get any new ponies rounded up, or are you still on your on your same ones? No, I'm. Just got them too. I don't know. We've I've been kind of half-assed looking around, maybe trying to pick up one, but I I don't know. I maybe probably need to get another one if I'm going to start, especially this winter when we get some more calves around here. Uh, really go to ride through everything pretty hard. I'll probably end up riding them two down a little bit. I've talked to a couple guys, maybe just taking in some horses that a couple older guys around here just don't use anymore and just basically just use them for, I mean, they don't pay me, but I feed them and get to use them pretty much. I think it's what's going to end up happening. I don't know, though. Save them on a feed bill and give you a little, give you an mm-hmm. extra amount. Yeah. Next, a little bit extra horse. <clears throat> yeah. Ain't too bad of a deal. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing with my buddies. Uh, the only gilding I've got right now is my buddy's horse, and same thing. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just using him, and he don't have to pay pay a feed bill on him. So. Yeah, yeah, and that's a pretty good deal if you can get with the right people on it. But, and I get you love them, but in goddamn marriage, that's what everybody wants in ride. <laughs> well, it's not I've so been much that one marriage. <laughs> and it was a hired hand, and he had kept it around here, and she just fucked with our gildings all the time. We even kept them separate. Yeah. And she just fucked with them. Oh, and yeah. If you're going to have them, and I'll say this to the day that I die, you need to have just them or just gildings. Or you've got to have a place for both of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, you've got to. You can't even see each other. Yeah. That or you've got to have a gilding that's been around nothing but mares that kind of knows how how they operate. And yeah. uh, there's but Ed, yeah, they they uh, those mares can get pretty pretty temperamental, pretty ornery, and uh, yeah. And of course, the gilding's just going to take it. So yeah. Well, I actually I take that back. I did kind of catch wind of a gilding today, and. He's a six-year-old, 
No. It hadn't really been started or nothing. But, um, he, uh, I mean, he's really had nothing done with him besides maybe a little bit of ground halter work. No, okay. The only problem is, I guess, he's got a big old scar right here. He's a buck. Oh. Oh, I like a buckskin. Yeah. That'll turn a lot of people off, but if they're a good horse and they'll be cowy, I can get around the scar. No, I, I don't give a shit as long as they're going to carry my fat ass around and, and get a job done. <coughs> they'll, oh, yeah, I can get by with it. I, uh, of course, the better they look is a, it's a plus, but more, more than anything is if they're going to work and they're going to. They're gonna cart me around. That's that's about all I'm looking for yeah. initially. But I'm gonna be a little different than you when I'm looking at a horse, because I'm wanting something that I'm gonna keep. I don't. Yeah. Mind. I want something I can keep around here and use for. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, that's uh, it's a different deal. I. Yeah, I, I make I make a little, you know, pretty decent extra money just by by flipping horses. Uh, but it's just, it takes a little extra time to, you know, to get them, get them where they're handling right. And, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of people don't want to take that time or they don't mm-hmm. know how more than anything. They don't know how. And, uh, so I, uh, it works out good for me. Cause I mean, I, I, I guess anyways, cause, uh, I, I really don't mind riding them piss heads and that seems to be. Seems to be a lot of them out there, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've said it before, and I'll say it. I guess unless I figure it out, I'm not a bronc stalker, and I'm not a horse trainer. Well, I don't, I don't call myself a horse trainer just because there's folks that are, you know, legit horse trainers. I, but I, I ride a lot of colts, and. Uh, whether they, whether you want to call it training or not, I choose not to just because I don't want any, you know, I don't want to have to explain how I don't have a particular discipline besides just cowboy work. So yeah. I just, I just say I ride colts and that, that seems to, seems to work good enough. Yeah. I just, and it's a little different. I don't, I mean, with the whole farming deal that we have, I don't have time. A lot of times, you just sit down and work on a horse. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. something I'm jealous of you for. I would love to be able to do that, but it's also, I get a little different deal. And when it's cool in the morning, I can go ride through cattle and work with cattle. And when it gets hot in the evening, I get to go sit in the tractor cab. That's yeah. not a bad trade. No, it's really not. I... I... Yeah, I'm not much of a of a farmer. I've done some of it, but I ain't above it when it's when it's 170 thousand degrees outside. I got no problem to go sitting in the cab of the tractor. Yeah, that's that's no kidding. But I just I don't know. I guess I just need to make up my mind whether I want a horse or whether I'll just try and take the best care of my couple horses that I got. And make it through until I get done with TCU and then maybe try and get a horse. That's my only fear of getting like, like this buckskin coat because I'll have him and then 
when I go off to TCU, I mean, it'll just kind of be my dad, and he'll put some miles on him, but, I mean, he won't have near as much time to actually put in the discipline, I mean, just the discipline work that he, he'll need, you know, and I wouldn't expect him to. It's not his job. So that that makes me a little wary on getting a young horse right now. So I, I don't know. I guess I can just send him to your ass. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a little bit of a freight bill sending him out here, but <coughs> I'd uh, I'd damn sure riding. <coughs> yeah, but <coughs> no, it's uh, that's one of the things working in a feedlot. It's uh, you know, you don't ride particularly hard. But it, it just riding it, all the time. You're riding all the time, and you're constantly shifting your weight. You know, because you're just you're opening and closing gates all day, every day. Mm-hmm. And and it just grinds on them. You know, uh, they uh, you could ride a a ranch horse. You know, doctor and wheat pasture cattle. And as long as you're you know you're cinched up good and your saddle fits right, you know, and you're not just you're not just hammering on them too hard. Uh, mm-hmm. you, can, you can ride them for quite a bit longer and never sore their withers. But even even the best-fitting saddle Taylor made to a certain horse is still going to sore uh, in the feedlot eventually just because you're, you're constantly rocking your weight, you know. And so, I mean, you, you always want a good-fitting saddle regardless, but mm-hmm. it, it's super important when the... When, like I said, it's it just it's a grind on them. You know, they just you're you're constantly shifting weight, and they're and they're cutting all the time. You know, and it, it may not be cutting hard. You know, not like like show cutting like you you know typically think, but you're you're constantly yeah. you're constantly cutting cattle, and uh and you know it just it, it takes a toll on them. Oh and yeah. Somebody was asking me the other day how many horses I I typically keep, and I said you can get by with two for a while. You know, about a year, you can get by just rotating two horses. And that's with, you know, your regular days off if you're, you know, your typical pen rider schedule six on, two off. So if you're you're running that that schedule and you're riding, you know, say say 10,000 head of cattle uh, is kind of Kind of rule of thumb number for a big finish yard. You can you can get by with, with two head of horses for a little while, but you better be you better be rotating them out. I, I like to and feeding them I, really not or really good. Yeah, I uh, I'm feeding them you know good hay, twelve percent sweet feed, and uh, and then after about three weeks to a month of riding them, you know, pretty regular. And then I'll start putting some supplement in just uh, like that. I usually use that red cell and mix it with some beet pulp, just uh, keep yeah. some flesh on them and, uh, and keep their energy up. You know, it's just, uh, like I said, it's just a grind on them and you're, and you're riding all the time. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, and they look excellent, but you can kind of tell, you know, they, they're, they're just, they, they get a little sour. So I, I like to go about, Two, three months using them regular, you know, like every other day, every third day, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then, and then give them like a month or so off. Uh, usually it's one rotation on shoes. Whenever y'all you know, have them, the, the shoe or I'll have him pull shoes on one that I'm going to rest. And the next time he comes back around to, uh, to shoe my string, then I'll, uh, I'll just rotate another one out and throw that, 
the other one back in the string, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that works pretty good, so I, so I said, you can get by with two, but I said three's, three's better, four's pretty ideal. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. That way you can always have three with shoes on, kick one, kick one out to rest for, for six weeks, two months, something like that. And, uh, yeah. just keep them, keep them fresh. Yeah, that's, that sounds about right. I just, I mean, we, we use horses quite a bit around here. I mean, for what most of our neighbors do. And I've used, I mean, this summer used more horses more often than I think I have in several years. Yeah. We kind of switched up our, well, I guess, really switched up our management practice this summer, I guess, because I've been taking care of most everything. And I prefer to ride a horse through everything, so. Yeah. But my well, dad, he's got a lot keener eye, and he's he's done it for so much longer than I have. He, he can sit in a pickup and pick everything that he needs to and doctor him with a dart gun and put a lot less stress on him. Yep. And feed and get through them a lot faster. And that's the only reason he does it like that is just for the speed aspect and getting through yeah. them. He didn't have to get through them so fast. He'd probably use a horse every day. Yep. But yeah, and all those tools, like like the dart gun and stuff, it's it's made just for for efficiency's sake. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's uh, you know, there's some some of those things are made out of sheer laziness, but for the most part, it's when somebody's just super short-handed and uh, they're just like, ah, oh, I wish there was a way I could doctor that bastard right here without having to go get a horse and yeah. rope him and lay him down. And yeah. uh, and so they're they're and give him a shot and let him go. Yeah. So then they're then next thing you know they got that dart dart gun deal, which is it's pretty damn handy. I I I I kind of I kind of cussed it a little bit in the in one of my earlier episodes, but I, I guess I should clarify it was is the amount that we were using it was the part that got me. I said, well, when you're doctoring that many calves, you better you'd be better off just you know. Just get mounted, get your doctor bag, and and go. Just go, Doctor Kev. Oh yeah, and we don't. So that so that way, when when you get them kind of lined out, and then you got one one here, one there, you can you can stick a dart in them, and and they're good. But it was, it was the way way he was trying to use it. You know, it's just it did, it made no sense. And and when you're doctoring that many, you kind of want to make sure you get get the proper dosage you know on on one or two you can you can kind of overdose a little bit knowing that you're gonna you're gonna lose some uh before it hits that hits that animal in the neck and uh and you can kind of compensate but on a large scale it it made no sense and so i got i got kind of soured on it but you know once i've got away from that i was like well you know it is it is a pretty pretty handy tool when when you use it like it's meant to be used. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's it's a pretty good pretty good deal. Sorry, I'm getting a charger out. Oh, you're good. Remodeling the damn shop. <laughs> but yeah, it's a pretty good tool, and yeah, it's maybe not the most ideal in every situation, but for the most part, it ain't too bad. Now, and like I say, when you're when you're by yourself and you got a a lot of cattle to get through, it makes it makes a lot of sense in those scenarios. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's it's definitely a tool that has a fantastic use, but can get a bad reputation sometimes. Yeah, but I, I would bet you that your your old man when he uh, if he's driving through, he shoots one and sees another and then another. He just goes ahead and puts that that little rifle away and uh, goes and grabs a horse. I'd imagine. Oh yeah, most of the time, but normally. We don't get a lot of that, luckily. Yeah. The thing that gets us most of the time is uh, uh, bad eyes. Oh, yeah. In the, in the summertime. And a little bit of foot rot in the wintertime. But uh, like this summer, I think I've doctored five sick cats. I mean, two sick cats. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be right back. Okay. What are you doing in the shop? Get out of here. Just turn the board for Jesus. It's like a damn bunny farm around here. Chickens, cows, horses, dogs. Cows had pigs when we showed pigs. Uh, that's funny. About <laughs> four years ago, five years ago, my mom decided she wanted chickens. <laughs> it was all good and dandy. We built her a chicken house and built her a little pen. We had our old, uh, called it our sand <laughs> box. That, I mean, like, mostly me would go play in and play with trucks and shit when I was little. And it was just sitting there empty with sand in it. So we made her a little chicken pen out there, and well, her pen has kind of turned into just a open range situation. Oh. <laughs> so they just kind of roam and do whatever the hell they want. <laughs> Free range chickens. Yeah. For real. <laughs> like That's uh... Shit on the floor so that we can uh, mop it up. Yep. Yeah, my uh, my wife decided to. Well, I guess it was it was my uh, my nieces initially decided they wanted chickens, and then we bought a bunch of chickens, and we got gifted some more chickens, and now yeah. we've got we've got them running around. And I I'm not much of a, a chicken fan. Uh, the eggs are nice, but it's a uh, goofy animal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like if you have one chicken, you can turn it into ten really quick if you just get on. Yeah, the yeah. That's uh. Well, and then yeah, you know, they sell them for the sedan cheap at Big R or Tractor Supply or wherever in the in the spring, and uh, and then it's usually I, I've never had that this thought cross my mind, but my wife. And some other ladies that I know, I thought, well, it's only whatever three bucks a a chick. Well, the the chicken at home needs some company, so then they buy some more, and then they buy some more. And it doesn't help that uh, I, I married into a family of crazy cat ladies, anyways. They'll never admit it. They'll never admit it, but. Uh, 
We've got four cats at the house right now. <laughs> Sounds like my house. Uh, three, three, I guess. We we had four at one point, but yeah, we got three cats. I don't particularly like cats. I'm not a, not a cat person. I uh, I've, I've acquired some barn cats over the years, just here and there, just to keep the mice down. But those things are easy. You, you turn them loose. You feed them once every day or two. Yeah, yeah. You uh, you feed them every. Every now and then, and other than that, they just go. They kind of do their thing, and uh, yep. and I get along with those because you know, cats are assholes. They just they kind of hate you for no particular reason at all. They just mm-hmm. do. And uh, but you'd start see the barn cat, and I just kind of I kind of look at him, and he'd look at me, and I we kind of did a little nod to each other, and we just went our separate ways, and we were cool. Mm-hmm. My wife's cat. Is you know, cats are known for being very agile and athletic. Well, not not this one, not this one. She, this cat does not have the cat-like reflexes. Uh, she uh, tried to jump from the arm of the couch to the end table one time, and that was about a about a one foot gap there, and. <laughs> And it looked about like me trying to dunk a basketball from the free throw line. And ended up just about the same result. And I was like, well, you're, you're a freaking cat. You're supposed to, you're supposed to be all, you know, as the sound super troopers, all nimbly bimbly. No, she just like, that in a pile. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just, just happened to sink enough for closet where she, she clawed her way back up on that end table, but, uh, and, and then, yeah, then the cats, they know when you don't like them, so then they befriend you just to, just to, just to piss you off because that's, that's what cats do. Yeah, but. we started out. My mom's always hated cats. Well, they went over to our feed rep's house one time. Dad was, I don't know what they were doing over there, but they were over there. And he's got these two, a male and a female. And they're both part bobcat. Oh. Well, their kittens end up about three-eighths bob. Yeah. And huh. they, they happened to have a litter of kittens then. And my mom fell in love with one. He's marked just like Tom off of Tom and Jerry, except there's huh. a little bit of tiger stripe in his gray. He's got a bobtail. Huh. He's kind of a cool looking, I mean, he's, he's badass. Yeah. Dad didn't know about this. Well, he knew that Dad had done this, but my mom had spoken for said cat. Oh. Dad didn't know about this. <laughs> well, our feed rep shows up one day with with the bill and a box. And Dad goes, you bring in samples or something? And the feed rep knew the situation. He said, yeah, kind of. <laughs> he hands my dad the box. <coughs> and my dad said, here you go. I don't need no more. That's for your wife. That's for inside. And my mom there's just like a 30, 40 foot, I mean, kind of a walkway from our shop to the back door of our house. My mom was about halfway down that walkway. 
And my dad goes, shut up! Get your ass out of here! <laughs> and she's laughing. Walks up there and takes the cat. Well, he's turned out to be really cool. Cat. We call him Jack. He's really, he honestly, it's really cool. Yeah. So, I'll give him that. And then we ended up, one of our barn cats had a litter, and we ended up with two of them somehow. So then we had Jack, Doug, and Steve. And they were all three cool and all right, but Doug and Steve were inside, outside. Oh, okay. So you just kick them outside and they're doing assholes. Well, Jack, you can't do that with. Well, he got out one day. We couldn't find him, couldn't find him. My mom gets another cat. A Jack replacement. Oh. A week after we get this Jack replacement, we find Jack. <laughs> so now we have Jack, Doug, Steve, and Scarlett. <laughs> All in the house. Sounds and about right. Or we were not allowed to have cats anywhere near the house because my mom hated cats. <laughs> uh, that's funny. So... Yeah, my my wife has this cat that she calls Sienna Kitty, and I guess she adopted this cat or something, I don't know, it was before I met her. This cat's pretty old at this point, I think, I think my wife, I think we started dating in 12, so seven years, uh, we've been together, it'd be eight years, and that cat I thought was pretty old when we started dating. <laughs> And, uh, so it's bound to die one of these days, and I'll be happy when it does. That, uh, that damn cat, uh, still, as old as she is, still shits on the floor every now and then. Uh, she'll drag, she's pretty good at mousing, I'll give her that. But she'll, uh, she'll wake you up at like 3 o'clock in the morning, just hacking up a mouse. Like, you'll hear it. You'll hear a squeal from that mouse, and then, uh, you'll hear some bones crunching. And then about five minutes later, you hear this cat just hacking bones back up. Yeah. Fucking yeah. shit. It's re- really, really something to wake up to. But, yeah, she she had that cat. And uh, and I, I was like, well, we're not getting any more cats. And then we bought a house out in the, out in the country. Had a big, big shop there in Kansas. And uh, so I figured we'd get some shop cats in our... Mm-hmm. Our little girl's babysitter had a had a litter, so we got two cats, and I will just leave them in the shop. Well, now then she decided it was too cold outside, so we got to bring them in at, at night only. At night and only. They have outside sense. Yeah, they 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 go outside every day, but they uh, it's just become a routine to let the the cats inside every night. And so yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. it's whatever, I, I guess. I just, I, like I said, I've never been a a cat person, but uh, I don't have any choice anymore, I guess. Yeah, I'll give, Doug is probably the coolest one out of the bunch, and he's just a little black cat, he's got the little white dot on his chest, he's real fluffy, he's yeah. really cool, and I kid you not, he catches birds. Not just mice, nice. birds. We'll have starlings, we've got a little, like, 10-acre field out in front of our house that we'll plant the wheat for seed wheat in the winter times so we've got it planted to like corn right now. Yeah. And, uh, we'll have them suckers. I mean, just huge groups of them little black starling. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the true name for them is. So that's what we call them. 
Yeah, I know what and you mean. He will go out there, and you'll just see him jump, and he'll come down with one. And uh, we thought it was one of our dogs at first. And then yeah. we started seeing, and he'd just catch him and bring him up here. Like, we'll have 15 birds around our house that are dead. <laughs> It looks like we've got the bird flu going on around here. That's funny. And he yeah. Just leaves them. He doesn't eat them. He doesn't. He just leaves them. And then uh, I'll obviously go eat them or tear the shit out of them. Well, one of those barn cats that, that we acquired, uh, a little, little gray cat we call Hilda, she's a, she's a bad bitch. Like, I've seen her, this jackrabbit had to been twice her size pretty easily, and she's just dragging it by the throat back up the up the driveway and just acting like it's nothing, you know, this big old freaking jackrabbit and she's just just uh yeah. just happy as can be. And uh so I don't mind her. The other cats I eh, I I won't be I won't be sad to see him go. Yeah. But, but when they I mean when they do something cool and earn their keep, that's yeah. what, like Doug with the birds. That's yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the way Hilda is. Cats that catches birds like that. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty awesome. Well, hey, buddy, I better get so. Uh, I I got to go finish up the end of the day paperwork. So you have a good one, man. Yeah, you too. Uh, stay stay cool, I guess. If it keeps getting hot out your way. Yeah, I will. You the same. Hey, good luck with uh with your classes and whatnot, and we'll uh we'll be talking to you. All righty. Well, until next time, mount up because we're chasing strays. All right, see you, buddy. See you. Bye.